What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Good morning. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. That is my friend Zaria, an amazing, amazing artist. What's up, iHeartRadio? What's up, Spreaker? What's up, YouTube? What's up, Facebook? I love this song. Oh, dude. What's up, Nick Harris? Dude, this is awesome. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm sorry. I got to let this play. <laughs> Bear with me. I like this. Wow. Holy crap, I love that song. That's my friend Zaria. Um, she's an amazing, talented artist. Uh, and I just got her music last night. Holy crap, I really dig that. She's got, I've got like five other songs of hers, and it's just got too much cursing. <laughs> I think I, I try not to have a bunch of uh, curse words on the show. You know, I got to save them just in case they come out for me. <laughs> but top of the morning, Randy. Everybody listening right now on Spreaker Live. Everybody listening on iHeartRadio. Welcome everybody watching on Facebook and YouTube. What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing? Uh, E360 audience, uh, welcome. And man, this is, uh, this is an exciting day. I, um, I've got two great interviews, but I'm, I'm super stoked about... This first one for sure, because thanks, Nick. I appreciate that. I'm super stoked about this. I had the I had the privilege of meeting this guy through a friend, Brian K. Wright from Success Profiles Magazine, and we talked and just when he was in India, and we just hit it off immediately. Um, such a good dude, man, and. He, uh, super inspiring. I'm going to pronounce the name of the mountain he just hiked, but he just conquered Mount Kilimanjaro. I'll let him, he's laughing at me. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I read, like, I can't, oh man. Oh God. I'm so sorry. I butchered it, but I'll let him fix me. But check this out. Michael Dash, I'm going to read you something really, really cool. He's got the Chasing High Tour 2018. Michael, Michael Dash brings a heavy dose of motivation embedded in a message of hope for those looking to make a difference in their life's work in this world. Michael Dash has been there and done that. Despite dealing with demons that would have derailed dreams of most, Michael carved out a wildly successful career as a business owner and entrepreneur. Even while building up his businesses, he struggled with a gambling addiction, investments gone wrong, and partners working against him. While most would have thrown in the towel, Michael doubled down on what was working and used it as motivation to make a positive and lasting impact on his businesses, his relationship, and the world around him. Today, with the new book ready for release, he is sharing his story to inform and inspire entrepreneurs and professionals looking to balance while leveling up in business and in life. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a freaking amazing pleasure for me to introduce to you the Michael Dash. My dude. Well, I mean, I couldn't get a better introduction than that. 
How you doing, man? That's all I can do is head bob. There's a little, there's a little known fact about me that I've actually been in two rap videos. Um, I've been in a a, a little, um, a little Romeo who's masterpiece son. I was in his rap video as a backup dancer, and I actually danced in that video. And I really can't dance; it was embarrassing. Um, and then, the, in this. And the second one was JB. And in that video, all I did was head bob. So I have a lot of practice. That's awesome. <laughs> Just, oh, God. <laughs> Man, I was really quick. Everybody listening on iHeartRadio, Spreaker Live, watching on YouTube, and of course, you lovely Facebook people. Good morning, Nick Harris, Randy Olds, Carl, my man. Rachel Johnson, Deborah Anderson, great to see you guys. Good morning. We have the amazing Michael Dash. Michael, what mountain did you just conquer? Because I butchered the name of it. It was Mount, it was Mount Kilimanjaro. You say that twice. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I barely speak Oklahoma, and I don't know what you're talking about. Um, dude, I, 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 I don't even know where to start with you, because... You've got, I mean, I, I guess I'm just an idiot. I, 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 not an idiot, but I, I, like, I have so many places to go with you, and we do not have the time to go all of them. But I want to know what the heck was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, Kiliman, that mountain, Mount K. What was climbing Mount K like? I raised a lot of money for them over the years, and they were having an event called Climb for a Cure. And, um, you know, I'm one of those people that really live in flow and try to follow my highest intuition. When it came across my uh, my eyes, I, without hesitation, said, I'm doing that. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm doing it. <laughs> and, um, and I committed, and it was just an amazing experience. Um, we had, uh, there were about 13, 14 of us and uh, we raised money and did the climb. It was an eight-day climb, six days up, two days down. And um, people from that were in great shape, people that were not in good shape, uh, men, women, different ages, all 13 of us were from all different backgrounds. And you know we all did it together. And with the help of the porters over there and the amount of support that we got, from that, from the people who climb the mountains, the guides, the porters, the chefs, um, you know, it was life changing, without a doubt. And um, it had a, a huge effect on me because, um, you know, a good friend of mine had just climbed it um, and, and passed away a couple days after he climbed it. Oh my so gosh. It had, it had extra meaning because I was thinking of him the entire time and you know, he, he just passed. Uh, Oh my gosh, dude! I'm so sorry. Um, how? Well, how, how long did it take to to climb? And what the heck did you eat? So it took eight days. There's, there's like three different routes you can take. Um, and the group we went, we went with Embark Adventures, and they took us on the eight day journey. So the whole point of doing it over eight days versus the shorter time frame of five is. They really want to make sure everybody makes it. Right. So they want to kind of get you acclimated to the elevation. So you'll climb up and then you'll climb down a little bit and camp down every day. So you'll go higher every day than you actually sleep that night just to get acclimated to that elevation. Right. And, um, you know, you have special, you, you know, you have medicine that you're supposed to take to get acclimated with the elevation and stuff. And several people got sick. Uh, they had elevation sickness, they were throwing up, um, and, and some other things. Um, I uh, fortunately did not, um, and um, yeah, made it to the top and summited, and it was just very emotional when I got up there because, you know, not only was I thinking of all the, uh, the 
people struggling with leukemia and lymphoma and, and Hodgkin's, um, but also, you know, my good friend happened to be a, a Navy SEAL um, who had passed at, at 35, Mark Weiss. Um, so I was doing it in his honor as well. So it really, really captured everything. Like I burst into tears when I made it to the top with this global emotion. It took six days to get to the top, and then you come straight down in two days. And uh, the, I'll tell you, the climb down is harder than the climb up. It's it's challenging on the knees. Wow. How did so? How did you like keep your fuel up? I mean, like the food and like how, the nutrition. What was the nutrition that you were able to take in while you were making that climb? I mean, obviously you didn't stop to get cheeseburgers. So <laughs> no, but we the porters are absolutely amazing. I mean, what is a porter? This is how they make their, their life. They set up the bathrooms for us. Oh, they set up all the, the campground. They cook the food for us. They um, guide us. Um, it, it's just amazing the support. And there was probably about forty of them supporting, like uh, thirteen of us. Wow! So they're cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner for us. And believe it or not, like I gained weight on the mountain, and several of us did because they feed us so much. So we had uh, soup every single day. They would cook different types of soup, which were, which was delicious. They had all fresh, fresh food. I went in. I actually videotaped them cooking because I wanted to see the process and everything. They had fresh vegetables, fresh uh, fruits. It was. Uh, they really kept us full. It was great. Amazing. I don't want to spend too much time on that because I, even though that is the literally the most amazing thing I've ever heard. I mean, I. You know, I, I feel good about myself when I walk a half a mile and back to the gym every day. Um, that 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 that's incredible. I so I, let's go back to business because you're a very smart business guy, and like and you obviously you knew you, you were very successful, but you had some demons that derailed your career. What, uh, tell me, tell me kind of where you were at in your life. Like just start off, like when you, you got out of college, you started business, like go from there, like what was going on in your life? Like that, that one that drove you to succeed where you were at, but then the, the demons that got you <laughs> and, and took everything away. Like, tell me about that. Yeah, Uncle, and um, I really I was hooked, and I was an out of control gambler uh, for 20 years of my life, uh, and and that started at an early age. It was through college. It was after college. I gambled on everything. I woke up and went to sleep thinking about gambling. What am I going to gamble on today? What games? What casinos? What horse races? What party, what poker games, it did not matter. That was my constant thought over and over and over again. And, um, you know, it, it, it haunted me. Um, and I was stuck in my own head and I was isolating myself and I really didn't share with too many people that, you know, I was surrounding myself with, uh, with other friends, quote unquote friends. And, um, you know, majority of them were not friends. Right. People who gamble that I, you know, brainwashed myself to think they were my friends. But as soon as I stopped gambling, they were gone from my life. So, um, you know, one day uh, I, I decided um, to check out Gamblers Anonymous on, on a whim. My brother was actually going. And um, we actually took a ride up to Massachusetts. He wouldn't let me listen to sports radio. <laughs> Because I was like, dude, I need to hear what's going on with these things so I can gamble and bet on and know what the heck I'm betting on. Right. And um, we got into this little argument. I said, fine, we'll listen to music, whatever. And that little conversation, that little conversation, like, started piquing my interest. Like, what did they do to my brother? <laughs> right? So I'm like, you know what? Let me go check this out. And I went into Gamblers Anonymous, and I never gambled again. Really? So I've been clean for over 12 years now. Um, I worked the program hard. I mean, I had to take convince me. It took me some convincing. You know, 
I walked in there, I looked around. Look at look at all these degenerate loops. I'm not one of these people. Right. The mailman, the gym teacher, the, the this or that, like the really actually uh, people who have jobs that I'm thankful for every day. But I was an arrogant SOB back right. then with an ego the size of now kill Charo actually. So I'll just take it all back. And um, you know, I was just arrogant about everything, that's just how I thought. But I realized um, after that meeting that I had more in common with every single person in that room than I had in common with some of my closest friends. And um, mm. you know, I started working the program, and um, you know, it, it's when when you have an addictive mind and you're an addict, you're always an addict. Right? Yeah. It doesn't just because you stop doing that addiction doesn't mean that you're not an addict. I mean, I'll always be an addict, and you know that's what you know. Chasing the high in my book is about. You know the addiction and the entrepreneurship, and you know just kind of continuing to chase that high. Uh, whether it's another deal, whether it's you know climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, whether it's doing the massive fundraising, or early on I ran four marathons in five years, just to kind of fill the time that was left from my addiction. Wow! I mean, I didn't even know how to act in a normal, like a normal person. Whatever that is, right? Right. I didn't know what balance was, what fulfillment was. I didn't know any of that because I spent so much of my time focused on gambling. Unbelievable. Uh, I want to give a shout out really quick. Where's that feedback coming from? Holy. Uh, I want to give a shout out really quick to Jane Stewart. Good to see you. Bonnie, Tia, welcome to the show. Jennifer, good to see you. Ray, welcome. Bonnie, good to see you this morning. Um, everybody listening right now on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, watching on YouTube and Facebook, welcome to the show. We have the amazing Michael Dash. We're talking about uh, gambling addiction, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, and God, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that right eventually today. Um, so let me so working the program um, it, in 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 what it would be gambler at GA right? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, gambler's not. Like, what did you, did you ever get to the root of what caused the, the gambling addiction? Or was it just something that once you were introduced to that, it just excited you and you got addicted to that adrenaline rush? Is that what it was? You know, it's interesting. Uh, there are people in the program who are there so they can find out why. They want to know the why. Why did I start? Why do I do it? Why, why, why? To me, it's, it's really not important. Um, I'm not looking for that. Uh, I'm looking for sobriety. I'm looking for fulfillment in other areas of life. I'm looking to be able to you know, have others learn from the mistakes that I made. Sure. Just, you know, I stopped gambling, but I was still not, a, I don't think I was a good person, to be honest. I know that you feeling. Know, I, I've always, done, I've always given back. Like, I've done that throughout my life. I've always volunteered for things. I've always done that. But part of me was like, hey, I'm going to go volunteer and do this stuff because of all the other bad shit. Right? Yeah. It'll, it'll make me feel better about it. And that's why I would do it. But, you know, really, I wasn't a good boss. Mm-hmm. Okay? Even when I stopped doing I, I built a company with my business partner and I brought her out five years ago. And we've been in a lawsuit for the past five and a half years. Wow. So a lot of that was because of my, I wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was working off of a set of beliefs that were skewed, completely skewed. And all I was concerned about was making money. Mm-hmm. I was chasing the dollar. Every decision I made was about how can I, you know, if I choose A, will I make more money? Right. And if I choose B. And that's how I made mistakes. Wow. And, you know, that doesn't, that's not, you're not going to be a great leader if that's the way you make decisions. And you're not going to cultivate a great organization. And, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. And uh, I learned from them. Um, but emotional decision making is one of the biggest. 
I need to make all these decisions based on emotion. And my emotion is tied to money. Dude, we have that. So everything that you just said, we have a hundred percent in common. I want to address um, a question really quick. Jane Stewart wants to know: Did you have to rebuild relationships with family? If so, if, if so, how? So I did with with my parents to a certain extent. Um, the the one thing that that I did was most of the damage I did was self destruction. Mm. It, you know, although I was kind of a jerk <laughs> um, to, uh, and maybe short to, like, with my parents, and, like, on a Sunday, for, on a Saturday or Sunday, I might just not answer anybody's call because I would just be so entrenched in the addiction and in the gambling. I didn't want to talk to them, right? So, um, and I would cut my parents off all the time when we would have a conversation and things like that. So I felt like I... I, I you know, didn't open up uh, to them, and to a lot of my friends, I isolated myself. So I, it was very difficult for me to have a relationship at the time, too, with another woman, because I would only let her in so much, and I would kind of close the door on it. Um, so uh, I did to some extent, but most of it was damage that I did to myself by isolation wow. and by cross addictions. Because it just wasn't gambling. Right. You know, I would use drugs also. And because one high wasn't good enough. You know, I was high gambling and I was high doing drugs, but I needed another high. I needed to get to that next level. So then I would use something else. I would, you know, and, and yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't good. It definitely wasn't. Chasing the dragon. Deborah says, you are such a great person. We do whatever we did, but that, oops, that doesn't make you a bad person. This is so positive. I needed to be here. Well, welcome. Um, good morning, uh, Shane. Good to see you, my man. Jamie, good to see you. Welcome to the show. Everybody listening on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, welcome. Uh, everyone watching on YouTube and, of course, the lovely Facebook audience. If you want to know who the heck I'm talking to um, and actually see him, you can check us out at Facebook. Just look up Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Um we, we all have a tendency to think money is the primary, wait, we all have a tendency to think money is primary and happiness is true success. That's a very good point. Chasing the dragon, Nick says, yes, exactly. I, do, we, I cannot believe how much we have in common. Just change out addictions, uh, obsessions, but I learned how to gamble. Um, I, I did, I, I don't, I'm not, I've never been much of a gambler, but I did learn how to gamble when I was 13 on the golf course. My dad would, uh, I would play in my dad's wolf group and I was a really, really good golfer as a kid and I could hang with the adults. Um, and so we would, we would play this game called wolf and I never had to pay if I lost, but if I won, I gave up half of my winnings. Well, I had, so, that was such an adrenaline rush when you're sitting over a putt at 13 years old for 500 bucks. And you got an old man looking at you like, kid, I'm going to kick your butt if you miss this putt. Um, you know, you learn like, hey, that's, this, this rush is amazing. It's addicting. There's nothing like it. And so I'd play in golf tournaments and just like I didn't give a crap about the trophy. I was trying to make side bets with people you know, because I needed, I needed that rush. I needed the money at stake. I to this day can't play golf unless if I'm going to gamble. Now, fortunately, I stay away from casinos because that Wheel of Fortune machine sucks me down the wormhole every time. But I get it. I have a very obsessive obsessive personality, especially if I've got donuts in front of me or cocaine. Those two things, I can't have near me because I know that eventually I'm going to go, Ugh. So let me ask you, can you watch sports now? Yeah, I can watch sports now. desire that I had before where I have to see this game. I have to be yeah. at this time. I like that is how I crafted my life. All my plans were around these games. Right? Because and I gambled on everything. And it's interesting, I just want to go back to something you said because you know my family started as a child also and through a family member. And it's interesting how that's how you're exposed to things. <laughs> I was in Massachusetts every year for Thanksgiving. I was, uh, you know, I grew up in New Jersey, and 
my uncle came up to me, uh, you know, when I was a little kid. I was like, why are you so into all these games, you know, uncle? And uh, I won't say which one. Um, in case it goes back to it. But, um, you know, he's like, oh, I, you know, I bet on these games. I'm like, he's like, look, and he took the sheet out, and he showed me the sheet with all the games on it. He was like, look, if you circle four games, and you get $10 from your parents and give it to me, <laughs> And I was just like, oh my God, that is so cool. <laughs> and that's how funny. Oh my gosh. That... Me, you know, it took me a while um, to be able to watch games to actually go back to a casino. I was doing a lot of business in Las Vegas. You know, my company is Parallel HR, and we're a staffing company. We do technology staffing. So I was staffing a lot of engineers, and I was working with a lot of casinos. Of course I would work with a lot of casinos, right? <laughs> That's how life works. So here I am, done gambling, but now I have these conventions down in Las Vegas that I have to go to to meet with clients. And I would stay at, um, for, for five years, I didn't enter a casino. Because I didn't trust myself, right? You know, under under the right set of circumstances, um, in, in the wrong setting, you know, I, I just didn't trust myself. Um, so after five years, I felt like I was recovered enough that I could walk through a casino when I was down there. Uh, but and so yes, I can watch games. I have no interest whatsoever in gambling on any of those games whatsoever. I can walk through a casino. What I what I don't feel comfortable with is standing watching my friends playing at a at a blackjack table in in a casino. I, I get uncomfortable doing that, so I don't do that, and, um, and and that's it. I I look at the when I walk through the casino, I'm like, man, look at all these poor souls. You know, this casino gets bigger every year for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I, when I go to Vegas, I stay off the strip. Oh man, what is it? The um. Oh, by the way, really quick, uh, Cindy, playing for skins is fun. Yes, I agree. Good to see you, Deborah. Jesus, welcome to the show. Jason, my man, welcome. Zinfu, I I saw your email. I'm responding today. I promise. Cleve Thomas, that's right. In fact. I played golf. I played wolf with Cleve Thomas as a kid, so he knows exactly what I'm talking about. We would we would hustle all of the adults. <laughs> he totally remembers all this. Um, good to see everybody. Everyone listening on iHeartRadio and Spreaker, welcome. Everybody watching on YouTube and Facebook, welcome. And by the way, guys, Facebook audience, um, I'm shipping these out today. So if you guys share this video again today... I'm going to give you these bracelets. They say, love yourself. Our lives are priceless. Love yourself. Our lives are priceless. Um, they are mental health awareness bracelets. So if you guys want one of these, just share the video and then send me your address and I'll send you one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm still, I chase, I chase that adrenaline rush still. I guess it's a, it is a high, um, which isn't too hard for me to experience because I'm bipolar. So I, I can really, I can get, if I get ramped up a little bit, I'm, I soar. Now the problem is the come down sucks. It's miserable for me. And, and it's more of a mental registry issue than anything because I'm like, I, I crave it. So I have to literally step on the accelerator so fast all the time. Now, I don't drive for this reason, but this, the, the gas pedal of life, I'm constantly cranking on it so I can wear myself out just so I can go to bed at night. Um, and I'm, I'm finding that, you know, I'm finding healthy outlets now. Obviously, there's the gym, but the gym doesn't even do it. I mean, it's like I need something extreme all the time. And, and it's hard, but I'm fortunate now to have found new things to do that. And it looks like you have too, because you're writing, you know, you're, 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 you're traveling, you're hiking the biggest mountains. I mean, it's so inspiring. What's next for you? get stuck in our own heads. Um, and, you know, I might be so 
sober for 12, 13 years, but I still struggle, you know, with finding that, and I don't like to use the word uh, balance, because I don't think there's, there's really such a thing as but I believe in the word fulfillment mm-hmm. and you know I look for fulfillment in life and for me that means being involved in a lot of different things that bring me joy that allow me to give back that allow me to impact other people that is where I'm at in my life now and you know other things that I'm currently doing uh, that I don't feel are bringing that impact I am doing less and less of those things and That's awesome. like today, um, my first article is coming out for a new series that I'm doing called Fate, F-A-T-E, From Addict to Entrepreneur. And I'm highlighting entrepreneurs who are former addicts, who build multi-million dollar companies, who have hired people who are setting up you know, great cultures for other addicts to come in and give them a second chance and you know, give back great stuff. And my first uh, uh, article and interviews with Joe Polish of the Genius Network. And then my next one coming out will be with Mike Lindell, uh, who, who was the inventor of my pillow, if you know the. Uh, yeah. So, and I have a whole series of those coming out. And uh, so I'd love to share with you and your audience once it's going to be published on Buzzfeed and on um, Drive Global. And uh, so, so that's, that's one thing that will be leading up to uh, my book, uh, Chasing the High, which I'll be launching later this later this year. It's basically done. It'll be launched in probably around April, May. Um, and, and, um, and then I want to uh, impact others. I want to help others so they don't make the same mistakes that I made. Because I didn't know any better. Yeah. And I feel like I'm an expert in how not to do shit. Yeah. Yeah, I can't tell. I'm the same. Dude, we, again, the same way. Because I can't, I, I can't give you advice. I can just tell you what not to do. Because I was the most epic F up there was. I mean, honestly. But I can, I can tell you what, to, what not to do to steer you clear. <laughs> but I'm not going to, I don't really have much advice otherwise. Um, and I love, the other thing that you mentioned too, and that I share in common with you is when I, before I... Um, it might, before I cha- turned my life around, I was, I, I love fighting on behalf of people that couldn't fight for themselves. And I love giving back and generously, but I did that out of fuel to kind of help me hide what I was doing. Like it was a great mask for me. It was a great way of protecting th- my disease and like what I, <laughs> that I, what I did, what, what I did not want the world to see. Now that same fuel, that same energy of brokenness and the same fuel that drove me into piles of cocaine and sex and everything else, now it's that desire, that fight it to, to want to empower other people and to make other people's lives better. And I love that about you. I love it. And you're doing it in such a big way, man. It's so inspiring. Yeah, I, it's crazy because I read it so much. I'm going to have to come out and say yeah, welcome. Everyone's welcome to San Diego. This place is amazing. Uh, uh, you know, what you said hit it right on, on, on the head. I, I actually just read a book which describes what we do as as men, um, you know, by wearing these different masks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's called The Mask of Masculinity uh, by Lewis Howes. It's a, it's a great book. It talks about the masks that we wear, just like you referenced before. Um, and... You know, it, it really resonated with me because that's what I did all my life. But, you know, now I feel like it's very important. Now that I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an addict. And, you know, there is this stigma about addiction out there. And I think it, it's, it's, it's unfair. It's branded. It brands people. And it really um, limits people from wanting to come out and ask for help. Straight up. And that's what I want to bring to light. A, these stories that are empowering, that show an addict who has recovered and built an entre- and become an entrepreneur and built an organization. And they were in the same position that people are in right now that don't want to talk about, it, that are embarrassed, that are don't know where to turn, can't, you know, need help. Right, but nobody's talking about it. So I want to bring the conversation to light, and I want to help others, you know, in any way I can, 
um, from an addiction from because I've lost friends, I've lost close personal friends that I, that I grew up with from addiction. I know people now that are struggling with addiction, that their families, their lives have been destroyed, and they need to know that they're not alone. Yeah. Um, Jennifer, thank you very much. She says, proud of you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Bonnie, I guess people can be happy again. Deborah says, just amazing. This is total inspiration. Truly awesome. Um, Ray asks, wait, say that again. Oh, Ray asks, when the big change came to you, what was the process internally? Did you take time to think on every move, situation, or was it just a switch and everything was on a new path for a new Michael, personally and in business? That's a great question, Ray. <laughs> What's up, Ray? Awesome to see you here. Um, and yeah, it is a great question. And no, it was definitely a process. Um, you know, I, I had to slowly eliminate the people in my life who I was surrounding myself with. I had to slowly remove myself from the places that I was consistently hanging out with. And I had to stop doing the things that I kept doing. So we always talk about people, places, and things. Like you have to change those if you want to change your behavior. Right. So it, it took work. It took, you know, going back to the meetings. Even though I was going to Gamblers Anonymous and I went every week for the first uh, two, three years. And even though I was going for the first year, I didn't really, I wasn't really buying into it. I was just doing what they told me. Right. And but I wasn't like truly passionately like believing like, hey, it's gonna save me and like all this other stuff. Right. right. So so I, I but I just went along, I just listened to it. And slowly I started to feel better about myself. Because when I would think, Are you kidding me? You're telling me I can never gamble again? Never? The word never is scary. Yeah. Right? Um, so I didn't look at that. And I just took it, like they say, take it one step at a time, take it one day at a time. And, and that's what I did. I just made a promise every day, like the program taught me, like promise that you will not gamble today. Yeah. Don't worry about anything else. And that's what I did. And, you know, through the support of the other people there, you know, I was able to slowly gain knowledge, gain understanding of, you know, kind of, what I was chasing, and it's really, it's all, with all addictions, it's, it's emotional, you know, you're, you're usually, usually covering some emotional thing that you're hiding. I know that feeling. And, and that's kind of how it was in the office. I, um, the good news too, I think for addicts, I think, or anyone that has suffered a tremendous amount of hurt and, and it has been broken, um, you know the ble there's so there's there is a blessing in the breaking and you can look at that in multiple ways but i really believe that addicts have a special superpower that fuels them when they can get on the other side of it it can fuel them to do extraordinarily good things for people in such a powerful way and you are truly sh showcasing that I am, um, man, I am so grateful that you came on the show today. You were a friend of the show. I cannot wait to have you back on uh, with, you know, because you have so many things coming up. Is, is, the, is the book out yet? The book is not out yet. Okay. Uh, um, um, my article series is dropping first, uh, Faith. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, I've been approached by some people about possibly turning that into a, into a show, which I think actually would make sense and would be great for people to see. Right. So we'll see, we'll see where that goes. And then I'm going to be dropping the book uh, in, in a couple, the book will be out in a couple of months. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's all happening. Okay. One other thing I'd like to just mention is I don't know if you see the shirt that I'm wearing. It's active. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, a good friend of mine, Corbin, um, and myself started this movement called I Am Activated. And it's for inspiration and positivity. And, you know, we have our, our, we have our webpage, which is the letter I, the letter M, and activated. And we, we talk about our five pillars. Right, which is being positive every day and smiling at a stranger, which is being uh, authentic to who you are no matter what anybody else thinks, 
which is being passionate about what you do every day and hustling. It's being empathetic to others and paying it forward because it'll always pay you back. And it's about being resilient because we're all going to get knocked down in life. But it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up. Damn and right. That's what the activation movement is all about. And so, you know, check that out. We put out a positive message every day. And um, those are the core things that, you know, I'm going to follow. And because that's what. That's what I feel I'm called to do. And I never used to think like that, but now I do. And that's the impact I want to have. So look out for those things, and I appreciate your support. And what you're doing, I love your show. Thank and you. I'm so glad that we ran into each other um, because I can wake up every morning and watch that head. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much, man. Hey, for coming on the show today, I'm going to give you. I'm, I'm going to give you a giraffe. You cannot give it away and you cannot sell it. What are you going to do with it? Eat it and make sure it's healthy. Keep it away from my koi fish. I was just in Africa and went on a safari. So uh, you must have known this or something. Right after I climbed through the jar, I went on a safari. I was staring at the giraffes. I was like, these are I'm going to have to though, grow the trees in my backyard a little bit higher so they don't hurt their neck. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Good answer. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. God bless, man. See you. Oh, man, that guy, that was so cool. How awesome is that? All right, guys. So we're going to get into the next interview. Um, I'm really, really excited to have her on the show, too. I, if you guys didn't hear this song at the beginning, listen to this real quick before she comes on. I'm going to bring her on while she's listening. She can head bob with me. Hi. I love this song. Sorry. This is my, oops. This is my friend Zaria. It's absolutely wonderful. Anna, how the heck are you? Oh, I see it. Okay, that's myself. <laughs> I mean, I can only see myself, but... Oh, you can't see me? Well, you look great. You look great. It's good to see you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's such an honor to be on your show. Uh, let me click on the link here so I can make sure I can see you and we can see each other. You, you don't need to see me. <laughs> It's pants off, dance off today. You don't need to see me. Oh, here we are. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Yay. Well, oh my, I did I, hey, wait, did everyone, did I ask him what he was grateful for today? I did ask him. I did. Okay, I thought I forgot. Because Anna, yes. it's your first time on the show, and you may or may not know, but the very first question, the only scripted question ever is, what are you grateful for today? and out talking about interior beauty and overall you know I'm uh, grateful to be alive for great health for amazing friends for amazing mentors and for abundance of things just coming my way and it just it never stops my gratitude just never stops yeah and you really do live that way I've had the pr privilege of knowing you for oh my well I guess we met at the very first Cervex so that's, I believe so, yeah. We, it, actually, we actually met at Cervex, uh, hosted by Manuel. Lopez. That's right. Manuel Lopez is incredible. I have huge respect for him and for everything that he does. I mean, he's impacting so many people's lives on a larger scale. I and mean, just along with that, that he is helping so many orphans out there. It's truly, truly incredible. And we need more people out there, more people who are there changing lives and impacting others. And I'm on the same journey as well. And I'll get into that a little later. Yeah, well, actually, I want to get into that because I, you know, I didn't read your bio um, because, and I didn't even read Michael's really. And I forgot to ask Michael what he was grateful for. Michael, what are you grateful for today? Would you please, <laughs> would you fill it in so I don't run the show? Dad gummit. Um, <laughs> Stephen Gordon, welcome to the show. Cindy, welcome. Lisa, good to see you. Deborah, 
Lisa Walker, uh, great to see you guys. And everyone listening right now on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, watching on YouTube, and of course, Facebook, good to see you. We now have my friend Anna Nova on the phone. Anna, real quick, tell everybody what you're about. I'm here. Did she freeze? Yeah, for some, yeah, I'm here. Just for some reason, I was hearing your voice, your voice twice. I'm not sure what happened there, but oh, <laughs> don't see myself. I'm not seeing you, but I'm gonna just talk to myself. Okay, talk to yourself. Okay, so I used to work in the corporate world. I used to work in the legal industry. I used to do branding, marketing, business development. Uh, I mean, I worked in various industries, but. I felt like um, there was a piece of a puzzle that was always missing in my life. It's just, I felt like there's so, so much more to life. I felt like there's so much more that I can do than just working with, I mean, it was incredible. I worked with high-end criminal civil attorneys. Um, I worked with bankruptcy tax estate planning attorneys. I worked with Cigna, overlooking the whole medical records department. It was great. I mean, I had a lot of responsibilities, but I felt like there's something missing. And then um, I guess all of us have a turning point in our lives and my turning point was when my, I lost my mom to cancer oh. uh, five years ago and um, of course that wasn't that wasn't very easy for me so uh, I got into a very deep depression and I mean it wasn't as you can imagine it wasn't a, it wasn't a good situation so I got into deep depression I started having anxiety attacks panic attacks uh, I was even you know borderline suicidal and what really helped me cope with that um, I got into an amazing practice called Kundalini Yoga practice which I'm not sure how many people are familiar with it so what Kundalini Yoga is it's a combination of yoga and meditation and it's a yoga of awareness which helps you you know balance all of your chakras and really get you to that level where you need to be. So after I started practicing yoga, I started noticing difference. I started noticing difference in my thinking and my pattern, and I, I was able to completely transform my mindset by utilizing meditation. Um, and that was incredible. That was truly incredible. And I'm a changed person now because of my practice. I'm still gonna try to log back in to see what's going on here. I'm gonna continue talking. Michael, I'm going to real quick say, Michael says, I am grateful to share the wisdom of my mistakes with the world to make a difference so they follow and see a better way. Love you too, my man. Thank you so much. Yoga is awesome for many things. I agree with you. Um, could, is I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to start my yoga practice again. And I got to tell you, it is for just in an alignment and balancing, um, and to kind of control, um, it, it controls my fury, but at the same time, my fury is never really distinguished. I'm a pitta and I love hot yoga. I love sweating. I love the, I love the, the brutal workout that it can be. I need to get more into the meditative practice because, you know, being centered is something that I, <laughs> I definitely need help with. Um, so I, I love what you're doing. Um, I've, you know, I've, ha I've been on movie sets with you. I've been at networking events with you. I've, I've just, I see how, I, like, I, one of the things that I, I've just have always been drawn to you about is that whenever you're around, you attract it's like you attract people that, that just come over to you in swarms, like because your energy is so fantastic and you really are driven um, with this purpose of making people's lives better. Where did that come from? easy for me so what I started doing I started surrounding myself with incredible women and I've created this network of women who are truly truly incredible and I've created uh, you know I'm friends with a lot of uh, older women for my role models I mean of course you'll never be able to substitute the mother figure in your life right so what I'm all about right now I'm all about empowering women that's one of the things working on. I'm actually the ambassador for a nonprofit organization called Women Like Us Foundation that is a worldwide and what we're doing right now, we're currently raising funds to stop sex trafficking and 
The CEO founder, her name is Linda Randleman. She's truly, truly incredible woman. She gathers other females from the organization and they all fly to Kenya and other countries and they would truly help these women. I mean, we have testimonials from multiple sex trafficking victims who were able to, you know, to get their lives back on track. So that's one of the things that I'm doing. And as far as conscious awareness, after, you know, completely transforming my life through yoga and meditation, I decided to start putting seminars and educating people about these practices and really letting people know how much yoga and meditation can truly impact your life on a global scale. And people are so grateful. They come to my seminars. I mean, I had a Buddhist monk speak at my seminar. I had an intuitive healer speak at my seminar. I had a holistic doctor and they come out enlightened, educated, and change people. And I mean, it's not the fact that how much, I don't make much profit from those seminars, but it's the fact that I'm impacting these people's lives and that's what, to me, that's what truly matters and not the profit that I make. And profit comes because when you change people's lives, you know, it's all about energy and it's all about accumulating good karma and changing people's lives and amazing things and events are coming constantly to my life without me seeking it. It, it, it just comes because, and that lets me know that I'm on the right path. I love that. On the right path because I truly am passionate about impacting people's lives and Becoming a better woman myself. I mean, self-educating. It's a constant self-development. It's a constant journey. It never, it never stops. And I'm not trying to say that I'm some sort of a war, Kundalini war. No, not at all. <laughs> Never-ending never process. Oh, I know. That's the other problem. When I do yoga, I'm competitive. I'm looking over at the person next to me that's doing crow. And I'm like, I can do that with one hand. And <laughs> just, I, I got to get out of that habit. Uh, I really probably do need Kundalini, Kundalini yoga. Kundalini. God, I can't say that either. I can't say Mount Kilimanjaro. I, gosh, see, you did it again. <sighs> okay, so here's the deal. You have an event coming up in Laguna Beach. Um, tell us about that. I'm, re- I'm actually really excited about it. Let the audience know about it. Yeah, so the event is actually called Rise Today Expo. It's something a little different. I'll produce different types of events. I'll produce bridal expos, conscious awareness seminars, women empowerment seminars, and bridal expos something I'm currently working on. So that event is going to be taking place in Laguna Beach on April 15th, and I will share a link later. Cool. For some reason, like I said, the video, it's not current, so I'm talking and I, I can't really see myself at the same time. It's oh. Just, I'm not, not, yeah, I'm not sure what's You sound on. great, though. I'm, I'm completely improvising. I, I'm just... <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing fine, I promise. You sound great. specifically towards brides. Okay. So we're going to have exhibitors uh, such as florists, uh, we're going to have jewelers, we're going to have also a fashion show. I've, I've recently, I'm very excited, I got this amazing designer on board, bridal gown designer, her name is Joanna Hernandez, and her line is Blaudy, and a bunch of celebrities wore her line, and it's, she also has a reality show, and her line is going to be featured in our in our fashion show, it's gonna be, and it's truly, truly beautiful. It's, it's incredible. So I'm very excited about that. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you. Um, yeah. In fact, I've got. Um, I told you I've got a couple people for you that want to be a part of it. So if anyone's out there listening that want to be a part of it, if you want your brand uh, featured. Uh, you reach out like Anna's going to put the link in the comments. But if you want your brand featured at this event, it's it. I'm telling you, it it is Anna does terrific events. She's one of the best producers that I've been around, and this event is going to be fantastic. I mean, not that I go to too many bride events or anything, but I I, I do know the quality of events you put on, and they're they're amazing. And then the people there are going to be even more fantastic. So if you have a brand that you want exposed to the right people, you want to get with Anna, I assure you. Um, I just want to give a shout out really quick. Uh, Stella, hi, a powerful year for all. Thank you for that. I love those blessings. Melissa, can see both of us. Good to see you. Stephen Gordon, I'm sorry, but your arthritis, man, that sounds brutal. Um, Nick again, Susan, thank you so much. Jason, everyone, thank you so much. And By the way, everybody, again, if you have not shared the video and you want one of these bracelets that say, love yourself, uh, our lives are priceless. Love yourself, our lives are priceless. 
Just share the video and I will send you one of those bracelets. Uh, again, we are with Anna Nova. Um, so what exactly do you do for a living? I mean, do you just produce events? Just produce. I mean, it's a full-time job. I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to discount it, but you you have so many talents. I didn't know if you did something else. Something else. I still have something else in the works. As soon as I complete something more global, which one that I'm currently in the process of manifesting and creating. So as soon as I'm going to be done with the bridal expo, I just want to get that project out of the way. I'm actually going to be working, I'm going to be uh, getting a team together and I'm going to be working on launching a holistic center and I'm planning to launch wow. a holistic center in Santa Monica, but I want it to be a truly unique center. It's going to be a combination of a holistic center and a retreat and we're also going to provide various workshops and meditation classes. It's a big project, so it's going to take me some time to complete. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. But I'm very, very excited about it because I already have, I've been talking to some people, I already have some interested people who want to get on board and I'm very, very excited about that because I feel like with that, we'll be able to impact, I'll be able to impact uh, even more lives, people who are seeking help and who are seeking alternative medicine and, you know, who are interested in meditation and getting to a higher level of consciousness. So that's something that I'm truly, truly passionate about. I love it. Steven says, Anna Supernova, a bright delight. Um, Anna, I, I really am so grateful you came on the show. Unfortunately, um, we have to end the show early today. And um, But I've just I've really enjoyed you coming on. Please make sure that you go into the comments and plug a, uh, a link in so people can go to it. There's a lot of people from California or people that travel to California um, that would love to be a part of it. Lucette, good to see you. I believe the angel, we have a lot of, wait, I believe the angel, we have a lot message, my inspiration book, a CD to help. I believe my angel, Francesca, I do everything. She's, she lives, she speaks French. So that's why I can't. Okay. Sorry. Lucette, I butchered what you just said. I apologize, but you're doing amazing with your English. It's way better than I do. Um, and yeah, yeah, do you have any last do you have any last words for the audience? I'm just wishing everybody whoever's watching, whoever's part of the show to have an amazing day, to be always prosperous, to be surrounded by amazing individuals and let abundance surround you, let abundance flow your way. Whatever it is seeking, let it seek you, basically. That's you know, a, there's a quote, you know, whatever seeking me, whatever I'm seeking is seeking me. That is awesome. Well, I, um, I can't wait to see you again. I, you just do amazing work. You're a blessing to so many people, and you're, it's a blessing to have you as a friend, Anna. Um, thank, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Wow, guys. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching. If you, if you shared the video... Ah, this is so good. If, if you shared the video and you want one of those bracelets, just message me. And I'll send you one. I'm mailing them all today. Lisa, Lucette, Stephen, Melissa. <clears throat> great to see you guys. Thank you for joining the show today. Jason, my man. Nick, God bless you guys. <clears throat> I got crap in my throat. God bless you guys. And um, have a wonderful day. If you have the opportunity to help somebody, do it. Um, you know, and if you haven't talked to anybody, if you... Reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while and tell them that you love them and that you're grateful for them. Um, you guys have an amazing day today. Tomorrow I'm solo, so God knows what the heck we'll talk about. But it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a good show. I'm so grateful for all of your support. You guys have a tremendous day, a blessing day. Cindy, thank you so much for joining the show. First time watching the show, really enjoyed it. Thanks for the information. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the support. Um, love you all. Take care. iHeart, Spreaker, YouTube, Facebook. Peace out. Love you. Take care. I got it all